Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about the top 30 unwritten rules in baseball. There are a ton of these. I know people have probably heard of them. Some people probably haven't. But you've compiled a list of 30 unwritten rules in baseball. Why don't we start with what is an unwritten rule for those that don't know? So an unwritten rule is just that. It's not written down. Um, it's a rule that players or teams will will adhere to, um, something they either will do or won't do. Um, and it's really to preserve the integrity of the game. Um, it's just things that – it's almost like a sportsmanship rule in a way yeah like um, a common courtesy common courtesy while yeah. you're playing the game right right um, not all of them are like that but a lot of them are but again it's it's rules that it, these would never make it into a rule book it's just one of those things that you just do when you're on the field yeah well like i said you have 30 of these rules there's tons of them um the line you mentioned right before we got recording i think is worth saying is there are almost as many unwritten rules as rules that are actually written down Right. And to work them down to 30 is awesome. But why don't you kick us off? Where do we start? Okay, let's start with number 30. And that rule is, or I should say that unwritten rule is <laughs> pitchers don't field pop-ups. So again, um, pitchers, uh, the rule is that if there's a pop-up in the infield, the last player you want to have catching that ball are the, is the pitcher. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I agree with that, actually. Um, I think a lot of times pitchers are very athletic um, and can certainly make a catch. But I think one of the rule, I think the reason behind that rule, in my opinion, is the pitcher's coming off the mound, right? So they're, they're oh, coming off of a yeah. slope and you can lose your footing. All kinds of things yeah. can happen. So I can see like an older coach being like, the fielder should be fielding and the pitcher should just be pitching. We put nine guys out there to do jobs. Yes. So third baseman, shortstop, second base, first base, and catcher. Catcher. All of you guys should be worried about what's going on and just let the pitcher do his job. But yeah, I feel like I've seen this happen where the pitcher caught the fly ball. They do. Usually they'll catch it if it's going to come down right on their head. Yeah. They're not going to run halfway across the field to make a catch. Okay, but they will catch it if it's if it's coming toward them. Um, but a lot of times you'll see pitchers if there is a pop fly that is going to come down on the mound, they will actually just literally run away. They'll get out of there, <laughs> and when usually the third baseman or somebody will come in. So I think that's a good unwritten rule. I mean, yeah, you know, you don't want somebody turning an ankle or something yeah, like that. It's the perfect definition to get us started with of an unwritten rule. What's next? Okay, next one is the center fielder calls off other outfielders. Oh. So this is a case where if a ball is hit in the outfield um, between, let's say, center field and left field, who who gets the ball, right? I mean, they both have a legitimate chance to catch the ball. So the unwritten rule is that the center fielder always takes it if he can take it. Got um, it. And I like that at rule because um, if you can imagine, if a center fielder is running either toward left field or right field, the they're running toward the infield where that's where you need to get the ball, right? So picture in your mind, if the left fielder is running away from the infield to catch the ball, it's awkward for them to catch the ball then have to turn around and throw it into the infield. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a good unwritten rule. Center fielder really should get the ball if you can get the ball. Yeah. I actually, I like to be surprised by these, so I didn't look ahead yeah. um, just because it's fun to react to them. But this rule I actually knew from playing in the outfield. Okay. So it's kind of funny to see it come back. Yep. The center fielder, he's sort of in charge of the outfield in a way. Wow. So, yeah. All right. All right. 
The next one, um, kind of like the the center fielder, where the shortstop will call off other infielders. Oh, so, okay. Again, it's it's the same deal. Pop fly to the infield. Depending on how high the pop fly goes, um, you could probably have any of the infielders catch it, but the shortstop has the right of way. So if the shortstop says, I got it, then you let him get it. So I think that's a good rule. And it, it really, if nothing else, it, it prevents confusion, right? Because if you have two people who are wanting to catch the ball, they're going to run into each other and probably drop it. So Yeah, I've seen that plenty of times in like the Little League World Series. Yes, yes. Shortstop is the, he's the leader of the infield. So Nice. All right, number 27. I like this one a lot. So this one, <laughs> this rule, and I remember... I remember this rule when I played baseball and it still exists today, but the rule is the unwritten rule is don't make the first or third out at third base. So this is a very interesting rule, but the thinking behind it is if you have a man on second base and somebody hits a single or a base hit to the outfield, that runner's going to score. So whether you're on second base or third base as a runner, you're going to score on a base hit. So the idea here is you don't want to try to stretch a double into a triple, for example, when if you make it to second base, you're going to score on a single no matter what. Well, I shouldn't say no matter what. Most likely you're going to score on a single. So this is one of those rules where you don't want to make an out at third. Well, you really don't want to make an out at third base anytime because if you can make it to second, if you can make it to third base you can certainly make it to second base and if you're on second base you're going to score anyway so got it it's one of those weird kind of coaching things i guess but i remember tell when i coached baseball i remember telling players don't make an out at third base if you can make it to third base without any problem great but if you're not sure stay to stay at second base okay oh okay so i actually I'm looking a little bit ahead. Forgive okay. me. I really want to hear this from 26. <laughs> what do you got? 26. This is a good one. Take a, It says, take until you get a strike down late in the game. So what this means is if your team is losing and it's getting late in the game, so maybe the seventh inning on, and you're up to bat, you take a strike. And what taking a strike means is you're not going to swing the bat until the pitcher throws at least one strike. Um, it's just a way for you to maybe draw a walk and get on base. I mean, oh, your team is down okay. late in the game. You need runs, obviously, to, to either tie the game or win the game. So the last thing you want to be doing is swinging at the first pitch, right? I used to tell this all the time to our players in this exact situation. When you're down a run or two, take a strike take a strike wait don't swing the bat until the pitcher you know keep them honest make them throw a strike um so a lot of times a pitcher couldn't throw a strike maybe he lost his control um, or something like that and you would get a walk so wow okay okay um the next one i thought is kind of interesting but it makes sense don't throw your bat at the catcher or umpire on your backswing um (laughs) (laughs) so um Usually okay. p- players will not do this on purpose. Um, I hope they don't anyway. No, but it's it's kind of it's no. kind of like yeah, you don't want to do that. So um, this one is makes perfect sense. <laughs> this one makes absolutely yeah. perfect sense. Now, Again, I've, common I've, courtesy in the game. Common courtesy, but I've actually <laughs> seen this, and the reason you see this more, if, reason you see see this at all, 
is because the batter will will get in the box and be very far back in the box, right? Almost almost standing next to the catcher in a way. Jeez. So on their backswing, they're going to hit the catcher like more often than you think. So um, anyway, I think that's that's a good unwritten rule. You don't want to hit anybody with your bat. So. And why all catchers are crazy. Oh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't pay me to be back there. So, um, so, okay, the next one I thought was pretty good. Never intentionally try to distract a fielder from catching a pop-up. Okay. Oh, okay. Now, again, this is an unwritten rule. There's nothing in the rules that say you can't do this. And there was a player who actually did do this, Alex Rodriguez. Oh, I wonder who, you <laughs> yeah. know. <laughs> yep, A-Rod did it. Um, wow, okay. He did it to a Toronto Blue Jays third baseman with two outs in the ninth inning. Um, totally tacky, totally Bush League. Um, it's just, yeah, it's it's not cool. So yeah, It's cool that you found one, though. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny that it's A-Rod, too. A-Rod, yeah. It just kind yeah. of sells it more. Yeah. So, again, um, there's nothing preventing a player from doing this, but it's just totally not something you should do. Yeah. So um, I'm going to jump forward here, a couple of them. Um, I like this one a lot. Don't step on the chalk. Oh, okay. Okay. So we all know that if you step on a sidewalk crack, you break your mother's back, right? <laughs> well, in baseball, you can if you ever see a baseball field, you know that there's the, the white chalk lines that go around the infield. And there's a rule that says you just don't step on that when you're running on or off the field. Um, pitchers never step on the chalk. Um, most players will always step over the chalk if they if they can help it. Um, it's it's a really weird thing. I don't know where it started, but you just don't step on the chalk. I will say I've driven the chalk cart where you mm. have to like pour the chalk yeah. out to create the lines. It is a mess. If you, it, it, <laughs> I I I always do it like crooked. Uh, at least I was in middle school when it happened. So right. Like, oh, please don't mess with that lineup. I worked so hard to get that line perfect. But I get it. I get it. It's it's just common decency. The baseball field is treated differently than most fields of play. Like mm-hmm. the way the grass is kept, the infield. I mean, they reset the field in between innings sometimes between where, innings. They, yep. where they comb the dirt again. So yep. totally understandable why they would have a rule like that too. Yep. Don't step on the chalk. Um, here's another good one, kind of like the chalk one, never cross the pitcher's mound. So if you ever notice, oh. yeah, so if you ever notice in a game after the third out is made, all the players run off the field, um, none of the players will actually run over the mound. It, they will run around the mound if they're headed toward the mound, right? Got it. Just one of those things where you don't run over the mound. You can. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from it, but you just don't run over the mound. I don't know why it is, but you just don't. One of those weird things. So, that this is like the perfect rule of when you hear some of these unwritten rules, it almost like stops you in a trance. Like, wait, what? Yeah. And then you realize, yeah, I've never seen anybody else step up on the mound. You never step on the mound. Run over it at least. Nope. nope then you don't. the pitcher, and then once in a while, <laughs> a catcher will walk out to talk to him, but yeah. never walks on the mound. Yep. So yeah, it's just kind of stunning. You're like, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is something that next never time, happens. Next time you watch a game on TV, watch the players come off the field and they will never step on the chalk and they'll never cross over the pitcher's mound. Mm. Um, all right, number 20 here. Don't peek at the catcher to steal signs. Um, now, this one I'm not sure about because stealing signs is part of the game, right? Um, players have been stealing signs 
for 150 years. <laughs> um, it's the way to get an advantage, right? You want to know what pitch is going to be pitched. Um, but you don't want to make it obvious, right? So you, you shouldn't look back at the catcher to see what sign he's giving. Um, but I would I would say that you could certainly make an argument that a lot of teams, in fact, a lot of teams, they will change their signs throughout the game. Mm. So, or if there's a man on second base where that play, that runner can see the catcher, um, they will change their, in fact, I bet most teams do this. They change their signs if there's a man on second because they don't want them to know what the signs are. So that, that makes more sense now. Cause I never think about that of right. It just, you, you always like think of the guy holding the four, the two, yeah. the three. One is and a that's... fastball, two is curve. No, yeah. that's, they change that constantly. Wow. Um, okay. Throughout the game. In fact, many teams will change it um, every inning. They don't really? want the other team to, to have any possible, way to guess what the pitch is going to be the coordination in your head to like keep this all straight is amazing and it's why like i not to deviate here a little bit but we always think of like roberto cologne Mm -hmm. like he's a very big guy he does not always look like an athlete thank you sorry i misspoke but you don't think of this guy as an athlete but at the same time you're like to manage the game in that volume like changing up how you signal each other, how you speak to each other every single inning yep. for hundreds of games in a season. Mm-hmm. You're just like, wow, right. to be that way and to, to be coordinated, to do that in your head. It's just baseball is almost as much a mental exercise as it is, as it is physical. It is so mental. It's crazy. And I would say, um, I mean, catchers don't get um, as much credit as I think they should because they have – they have to manage a whole pitching staff. They have to remember all these signs that change constantly. They have to do their homework on the other team and their batters and what pitches to throw certain guys, which ones don't like, you know, you don't want to throw this guy a curve or whatever. It's amazing. I um, feel like you're going towards a very hot take here. Like <laughs> catchers should be the quarterbacks catch- of baseball. Well, they kind of are. Yeah. I mean, they really kind of I guess it's not too hot. Yeah. It's not a really a hot take. No, no, no. It's like a lukewarm take. Yeah, right, right. Okay, next unwritten rule. Hustle around the bases after a home run. Uh, Now, we see this a lot in baseball. I've heard this one. Yes, some guys, they will take their sweet time after they hit a home run. And that's not a good thing to do. Um, First thing it will do is tick off the other team. And the other thing it'll do is probably get you hit next time you come up to bat. I feel like I've seen that before, where oh, a guy yeah. hits a oh, yeah. bomb and celebrates it a little too much, and the pitcher comes right back in the next inning and just smokes him. Just smokes him, and that's it's you know again, it's one of those things where you're disrespecting the other team, disrespecting yeah. the game. It's one of those things where you now you don't have to you know run as fast as you can, but you're not going to sit there and just take a slow trot. It's yeah. just not a good idea. So yeah, I think. Um, uh, Oh, I'm trying to remember the player right now that even when he was running, it looked like it was in slow motion. <laughs> It'll come to me later. There's a couple guys like that, but let's yeah. move on. Okay. All right. Number 18. I like this unwritten rule. Hustle all the time, right? <laughs> Hustle. When I coached baseball, it was like you run out a ground ball. Um, I, it drives me crazy when I see, especially in the major, major leagues, 
um, a player will hit you know maybe a ground ball to the shortstop or even first base and he won't even bother running it's like seriously you know yes drives me crazy i know it's it's bad on tv too just for a weird like comparison like just a sidestep because we do talk about in well in previous podcasts at least we compare like a rule and how it looks on tv it looks bad when you're watching baseball and the guy hasn't made it that far down the line running to first and you're like oh we just stopped running yeah like what you're not even like playing the the game in right. some sense. You're not playing the game. And it's, and I remember, I have a great story. Tom Kelly was coaching the Twins. I think it was Chuck Knobloch's rookie year. And there was one play where he didn't run out a ground ball, right? He was going to be out at first. He got halfway down the line. He said, oh, whatever. The next game, he was on the bench. Wow. And, and someone asked him about that. And Tom Kelly said, you don't hustle, you don't play. Yeah. And it's like, and Knobloch never did that again. But yeah. Great example. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. It's a, now, it's a good unwritten rule. I'm it's glad. a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Hustle. I mean, there's, and they always say you can't, you can't, no, there's some saying. I can't remember what it is. Something we've about gone hustle. Through, yeah. We've gone through so many rules. Listen, <laughs> right. just put it like in the back of the filer and we're going to keep running through these because there's a lot more yeah. good ones coming up. Okay. The next one. I like this one. Don't rub the hit by pitch area. So this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Um, if you get hit by a pitch, you don't rub it. Now, of course, you want to rub it. It hurts like heck. Um, if you get hit in your arm, your leg, whatever. Um, but if you don't rub it, then it is a sign of toughness, right? I mean, then you're like, hey, I got hit in the arm. It is just absolutely killing me, but I am not going to rub it. So oh that's a great, that's a great, uh, I love that. Did I did I ever tell you the story, quick story, that I, I got knocked out by a pitch? No. I was in the batter's box. This was so I had a big leap one year when I was batting. Okay. And I started hitting I think this was while I was kind of climbing up. So I was in the middle of the rotation and the reason that's important is because it was later in the game and they were changing picture pitchers. Okay. And I get into the batter's box and this guy is still kind of figuring it out. Like mm. spatially we're maybe in like middle school. Like sure. I'm not that old, okay. but you're figuring out how to throw quickly. Right. And I'm standing in the batter's box. Also, I'm not that tall at this time. I'm okay. still pretty compact. Right. And I get hit in the arm and I get a big old, like just a massive bruise on there. And I'm, I broke this rule. I broke this rule totally. I'm just going to admit it. I broke this rule. You rubbed like, it? I, no, uh, I did the old grab it and just went to my coach, really? Really, man? This is. And he's like, you got to get back in there. You got to get back in there. And then I stood back into the box. And as I remember it, now, again, this has been years. So I wonder if, like, my dad was in here. He'd be like, no, nah, it didn't happen. But I do remember the next pitch hit me in the side of the helmet. And I went down like bricks. And I, it wasn't even the hit. I think it was the shock. Yes. Like turning my head as oh, you're yeah. going into that motion and realizing the ball is floating higher oh, and it's going to hit you in the head. And I just dropped. So I broke this rule and I got knocked out for it. So I think that's <laughs> that karma. That's funny. That's totally karma. Yeah. <laughs> should have gotten. You should have told me this a lot earlier in my life. You've been like, yeah. if you t- if you rub that thing, man, you're gonna get the lights knocked out. Oh, of you. Yeah. And you know you what? Don't. I had the bruise, but <laughs> everyone was like, you got knocked out right after that, man. Oh yeah. well, I guess I can't talk about the bruise because I got knocked out. <laughs> That's great. I love it. 
All right, um, number 16, stay away from the batter's box while the pitcher is warming up. Okay, okay. so again, at the beginning of every inning, the pitcher on the on the defending team will throw some warm-up pitches, right? And there's nothing saying you can't get really close to the batter's box, but as a sign of courtesy, you just let that pitcher warm up and, you know, don't get in the way, basically. So, wow. Good rule. Very good rule. Good rule. Good rule. Yeah. Uh, number 15, I like this one a lot. Don't show up the umpire. Um, when I was coaching, we had good umpires and not so good umpires, just like you would expect. And I always had a rule that said, you know what? Whatever that guy calls, that's the call. Yeah. If it's right, if it's right, if it's wrong, it's wrong. But you don't, you don't show up the umpire. Nowadays, I mean... A game doesn't go by when somebody isn't getting in the umpire's face arguing, and I, I just don't like that. I think it's like you know what they're human; they're going to make mistakes, but that's part of the game. So I'm very surprised this is an unwritten rule. Like this is yeah. it doesn't feel like it's honored very often. It's not, yeah. but at the same time, this is one of those rules that at the pro level you don't see it, but college and everything under mm-hmm. that, for the most part, this is what coaches will support. Like yeah. just. Let the coaches do their job and go against the calls and represent the team against the umpires, but don't be the player that goes up and puts your team on the bad side of an umpire. Absolutely. Because that's nothing ever. First of all, you're never, you, I've never seen a player win an argument. No, never. Neither have I. <laughs> and it's also going to get the umpire really ticked off, and the rest of the game, he's probably not going to give you, you know, no. a questionable call. So, bad idea. All right, number 14 here. Don't swing at the first pitch if the last two hitters hit home runs. I like this one a lot. Oh, so, this is one of these rules that's so particular. Yeah. I'm like, okay, tell me more. It's Let's a good go. one. Yeah, so um, you don't see it often, obviously, because two players, the, the previous two hitters would have had to hit home runs, which you obviously aren't going to see a lot of. But if they do, um, you don't swing at the first pitch on the next on the next pitch, or the, the next batter doesn't swing at the first pitch, I should say. Um, again, it's more of a courtesy thing. Like you don't want to just be, you know, because you don't want to hit three home runs in a row on the first pitch. It just, yeah, that's. Um, you don't see it much, but I think that it would be. It's a nice thing, uh, not a nice thing, but it's a courteous thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Baseball still has some gentleman aspects as a sport. It's not as, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it just kind of has this weird courtesy and element of a day at the ball field. Right. And there's kind of mannerisms to it because it was an event back in the day. So I can oh, see was. a lot of these rules. And we, we say the idea of like courtesy, but it was a show. People dressed up and went to these mm-hmm. events. There was a way of behavior. The same reason that you do certain things differently at a play that you would at an opera and an opera at a speaking event. Yes. And there's just common things that you want to make sure you have etiquette at the ball field is one of those things absolutely absolutely and people did used to dress up um it was an event to go to a baseball game i mean it kind of is now but not, not like it was back then so yeah it's like everyone's first date right right <laughs> okay um this one i like Be- uh, bean balls stay below the head um for obvious reasons you don't want a guy getting hit in the head oh, i mean man. it's it's bad enough to get hit by a 95 or 100 mile an hour fastball in your arm or leg or ribs or something um but getting in the head that's that's a no-no um yeah yeah, so now again you will see guys get hit in the head um but it's you can guarantee that every time a guy gets hit in the head the pitcher was certainly not intending that the ball got away from him whatever um 
So that's, yeah, that's, that's a good unwritten rule. Don't yeah. throw at someone's head. And just because I love the saying, bean ball, bean referring to your bean, your head. Right. And ball referring to the ball <laughs> hitting it. I just think that that, ball, that yeah. way of saying it is so funny. But yeah, and then head hunting is the other term that's right. really synonymous with this no head hunting, looking to hit people in the head if you are a pitcher because yeah. that's the quickest way to get the mound charged oh, by boy. a whole team of players, yeah. a lot of people that are very angry at you. Mm-hmm. and um, Yeah, yeah, not fun. It's assault, not, it's assault. It is, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's it kind of, yeah. So, okay, next one. Um, I like this one. Don't talk to a pitcher who's throwing a no-hitter or a perfect game. Really? Yes. Okay. So this is a great one. So if you ever notice, or if you ever tune in, or maybe you even listen on the radio, um, if a pitcher has a no-hitter going, usually not right away, but if you get into the 6th, 7th, 8th innings, when there's a real shot that he could pitch a no-hitter, um, you don't talk to the pitcher. When he comes off the mound um, to get into the dugout because his team is now up to bat, he sits on the end of the bench. Nobody goes near him. I get it. Talk to him. <laughs> I get it. It's 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 great. I love it. I yeah. love it. Um, it. Very dramatic. I like it. I like it. Yeah. What I don't like about that <laughs> um, is if if a pitcher is pitching a no hitter and the other team gets a hit, so now he lost his no hitter. A lot of times they will take him out right away because the only reason they kept the manager kept the pitcher in is obviously because he has a shot at a no hitter. Um, but I think, you know, so he gives up one hit, leave him in. If he's pitching great, which obviously he is, why are you burning bullpen guys? I mean, so he gave up one hit, big deal. Keep him in there. Let him finish the game. Yeah. Um, but you don't see that, but mm-hmm. I wish he did. So yeah. that's a good one. Really interesting one, especially because we could do a whole nother podcast on just the event of a no hitter and just kind of like how that's a holy event to experience in baseball. Yes. How amazing that is. It's understandable that there'd be. Not just one or two, but tens of rules around no hitters. It's there are a lot, and, <laughs> and yeah, I, I we got to do a podcast on a no hitter because oh, it's yeah. it's a great thing to to experience and see. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the visiting team is pitching a no hitter, the crowd gets behind you. I mean, yeah. you want to see that. It's it's yeah. very cool. It's amazing. All right, um, this one makes total sense to me. Never swing on a three zero count if your team has a big lead. Um, this actually happened in uh, last year against the Twins, so it really ticked me off. Um, but the Twins were playing the White Sox; they were getting absolutely destroyed. It was like fifteen to four in the seventh inning. The Twins said they called Uncle, and they're just like, "We're going to bring in a position player to pitch." And teams will do that if they're oh, just okay. getting blown out. They don't want to burn their pitchers, right? So they'll get a position player to pitch, which teams do. You see that all the time. Well, the Twins brought in a position player, and the White Sox um, had a, the guy up to bat had a three zero count, um, and he swung and he hit a home run, <laughs> and it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh my gosh, that guy's good. and he actually did get an earful from the manager. I'm sure he, he's like, I don't care. And now the other side of this argument, I will make it, and I don't like it, but I will make it. A lot of these players get get paid on their stats. I mean, they will yeah. get contracts based on how they do. And if this guy can add a add a count to his home run total, I don't know. I mean, maybe you do let it, but I get I it. Know. I really get it. 
And at the same time, I also understand the idea of it's a team sport. And if you're going out and representing your team like that, it's not a great look. But I, coming from the basketball world where a lot of stats drive payments or just awards in general, it's understandable why this can be a conflicting issue. Let me ask you this. In in basketball, if a team is up by, I don't know, I'm going to say 30, are guys told don't shoot threes or don't don't shoot? No, the... The rule is if you're going into the fourth quarter and the game is out of reach, you put the bench in. Okay. And the bench players generally, you know, aren't going to do much. The idea really is they put the bench players in, the guys who are ahead put the bench players in, and then you let the game finish as an experience thing. Okay. And then that's that's what I've always received. As the years go by, it's always different. Um but, I mean, some guys will take threes if the shot clock's winding down. You just got to pull up and keep the game moving right. and keep the penalties off. Right. Um, but generally, you let, let the young guys play. And who will put the bench players in first? The team leading? Yeah. Okay. Usually, it's it's the team leading. Or, I, I well, last night, you know, not to date the podcast, but <laughs> game three of Boston versus Golden State. Right. I believe Kerr put his players in first and was like, uncle. But that's in a series. So, that's okay sure. because you're like, you know what, we're just going to go home. We still have a chance to win the series. We're yeah. going to figure this out later. Um, but generally, if a team in the regular season is ahead by like 40 or 30 or even 25, they'll put their okay. – the bad term is scrubs. They'll put their scrubs Crazy. in to, to finish the game out. But in the playoffs, it's a little bit different. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. it, not to mention, you know, you, you call off the dogs and you also – you know, you don't want guys getting hurt, right? I yeah. Mean, not that I'm – I mean, I certainly don't – think guys should not play because they might get hurt but yeah. at the same time if it's like if the game's out of reach either yeah. way nah. it's like it's the exact same in football too like if right. you're up by 35 put the second string or third stringers in to play and just give them experience and yep. let them let them go that's good all right this next one um actually has to do with michael jordan um, oh. the basketball player um, he actually stole third base once in a blowout <laughs> um michael jordan of greatest basketball Greatest basketball player of all time, but not the greatest baseball player. Go Barons. Yeah, so um, (laughs) their third base coach, who at the time was Terry Francona, believe it or not, he had to pull him aside and say, yeah, you don't steal third base when you're ahead or behind. uh, I mean, uh, uh, way ahead or way behind. If you're up by one or two, of course you're going to. But yeah, so that's another unwritten rule. Um, What a crossing of names, too, for that unwritten rule. Michael Jordan and Terry Francona. Crazy, yeah. But you don't want to steal bases when yeah. you're either up by a ton or down by a ton. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. it's cheap. So okay, okay. Um, this next one has is kind of like the home run. Don't swing on a three zero count when your team is ahead. Um, don't steal bases on a three zero count. Um, I'm not sure I like this unwritten rule. Um, I think if you need to steal a base because you need to get a guy to second base, for example, to score a run, if you're stealing on three zero, I mean. I don't know. A lot of players will say you don't steal on a 3-0 count. The thinking is that chances are the batter's going to walk. So why bother stealing when he's the guy on first is going to go to second base anyway? Yeah. But I don't know. I think that if you want to steal a base, steal a base. Yeah, I think it's just prolonging the inevitable. If he walks, he walks. And if you get him out by some miracle, you want to take that base anyway. Yeah, I get what you're saying. The competitive edge just needs to stay in the game there. Yep. Um, all right, winding down to our top five here. Nice. Um, this one I like. If a pitcher hits your teammate, 
your pitcher hits one of theirs. Now, I'm not <laughs> at all saying that I'm supportive of throwing at batters, but it happens. <laughs> it happens, and you know what? It's uh, it's how you get back at the other team. Um, so, and and you see this a lot. You know, maybe a guy hits a home run and takes extra long to run the bases, so he gets plunked the next time he comes up. Well, if that happens, then we're going to hit one of your guys. And I've seen this carry over not only within a game, but from one game to the next. Um, it's it's one of those things in baseball. It's just it's just one of those things. You, yeah, you know, it's a long season, and grudges are held. Grudges are held, and you will see this happen probably more than you think. So, now what you don't see happen a lot, thankfully, is that if a guy gets hit, that he charges the mound. And, you know, we, we've we seen that. We've seen the benches clear. Um, but it's got to be really bad for someone to do that. So, anyway. Okay. Um, I'm moving on here. Number four. This is a good unwritten rule. Never bunt to break up a no-hitter. So one of the, one of the not easiest ways to get a hit, but um, sometimes if you bunt, you can make it to first base before you get thrown out, especially if it's a good bunt. And that's considered a hit. But the unwritten rule is saying if the pitcher on the other team has a no-hitter going, um, don't bunt. I mean, it's it's a cheap, kind of a cheap hit, right? Yeah. And you're breaking up the, the no-hitter. So I like that. I think it's good. You, you get up there, you swing the bat like you want to get a hit. And if you strike out or get out, then you do. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. That one, I, I get like the purity of the game. You want to see a no-hitter. And there's like courtesy to when a guy's in that moment the same time i want to win right i want to have a chance to win this game and you're taking away one of my primary tools like and skills to like prevent you yeah from but i i understand why it's there and i i i get it again i'm receiving this role for the first time so some baseball fans are going to be like (laughs) ben you are the worst person to (laughs) so yeah really interesting role but i can see why it's there and i'm kind of glad it is because otherwise we might not have as many no hitters Right, right. I I definitely think we would have very, you know, very few no hitters because, like I said, it's not, it's not like you're automatically going to get out with a bunt. You, chances are you'll get on base. So, all right, number three, um, this one I love. Don't jinx the no hitter. So this goes back <laughs> again to the no hitter. Um, if a no hitter is going on, you don't talk about the no hitter. You don't say, you don't say the word no hitter. You don't, oh, as a broadcaster, okay. you never say, okay, he has a no hitter going into the seventh inning or eighth inning. It jinx, it jinxes the whole thing. And then he Got it. loses the no hitter. <clears throat> so fans get all upset when a broadcaster will mention the fact that a no hit, it's like, you don't say anything. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't say anything about it because you don't want to jinx it. So here's a question for you and maybe. I, I honestly don't know where this is coming from, but is this why you hear things like he may be pitching like a no-no or like they come up with terms to get around it? Do if they do did, that? Yes, they okay. do that. Yep. They Or they'll say like, oh, he's retired the last 24 bad. That's right. You know? That's another one they do, don't they? But they don't say he has They, they don't just say the can't no say hitter. that. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's no like hitter. saying Macbeth in a theater. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Um, number two here, don't watch or admire your home run. Um, that goes without saying a lot of, a lot of players will do this. They'll hit a home run knowing it's a home run. They'll stand there and they'll watch it. 
that's not good. Um, again, it's it's not good for the game. It's not good for the integrity. It's kind of cheap. Um, it's just, yeah, you shouldn't do that. So I like that rule. If you hit a home run, you run. Um, plain and simple. Yeah, I like that one too. Um, and then the last unwritten rule... Um, this one you do. <laughs> this one you actually do see a lot. Number of. one rule. Number one unwritten rule: no bat flips. Um, you don't see this in the minor leagues, but you do see this in the major leagues. Um, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, these guys, Jose Canseco, Jose Bastista, um, they after they would hit a home run, they would flip their bat, and many many pitchers really didn't like that. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where you still see it and sometimes players will get hit the next time they come up because they flip their bat too much. So anyway, it's just, you know, one of those things you, you shouldn't flip your bat. It's just it's almost like throwing your golf club or throwing your tennis racket yeah. or something. I mean, you just shouldn't do it. It's, yeah. It's, or like geez. standing over a player in basketball. and Right. On the, yeah. It's just kind of like one of those. Yeah. Uh, like we get it. Yeah. You you just beat us. Right. But, or in football if you tackle somebody and then you stand up and you point a finger at them. It's yeah. no, that's dumb. Yeah, yeah, it's like taunting. Taunting, yep. So those are all the unwritten rules I could come up with. Um there's a lot more. Oh my there's, god. Yeah. There's probably hundreds <laughs> more. But these are kind of the big ones. But I would say, you know, next time you're at a game, um, look for these things. Um see what, what players do and don't do. Um my favorite one is the chalk, right? Don't step on the chalk and, and yeah, that's I always look for amazing. that. Yeah, you just don't step on the chalk no matter what you do. So, so I, it's funny you beat me to the point. I was going to say, out of all of these rules, which one's your favorite? But you go with the chalk and some of the fielding rules. Yep. Can I ask, which one do you think you think is the dumbest rule, staying with the theme of our podcast? Um, or yeah. are they all pretty good? No, I think some of them are dumb. Um, rubbing your arm if you got hit by a pitch i think that's a dumb rule i think it really hurts you want to rub it right well and they have the pads now they have like the, the the funny bone pad now yeah, i don't know what it's called elbow pad. Yeah. yeah right so like that one i think of um and yeah there's there's some fun ones that i'm like okay yeah most of these i totally understand like the um don't steal your don't steal bases when your team's ahead yeah um that one to me just makes a lot of sense but now we're kind of looking at just the top 10 alone. Like, all of these are really good rules. Yeah. So it's hard to find a, a truly dumb one. Like, there's there's ones that you're like, I, I don't love it, but I get why it's there. So yeah. this is kind of one of those podcasts where we're talking about dumb rules, but we don't have a dumb rule. <laughs> Not we really. We went through 30 of them. Yeah, yeah. So. Some are some are better than others. Some are, I think, uh, essential to the game. They, yeah. they need to be in there. They're just what makes baseball baseball. So Wow. Well, any parting thoughts before we head out? Any last comments? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you, Greg, for compiling this list. This was a lot of fun. Um, If you want to get in contact with the show, uh, feel free to look at our website at thatsadumbrule.com or check out some of our past podcasts on there. We have a catalog of them. But otherwise, thank you guys for listening, and tune in next time for another Dumb Rule. Mm -hmm.